You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Icehouse Podcast. My name is Briar, and I am the community manager here. And today I'm chatting with Ashley Rose. I'm really excited for this conversation. Ashley and I have been in touch um, over a few things. And so it's like, so nice to be jumping on Zoom to be recording this conversation about her background in marketing, uh, general manager, and now with a few of her own businesses uh, about to launch. She actually did the leadership development program uh, with us through Traillight um, a few years ago. She's now in Queenstown and is looking to launch a business in the space of connecting employees with employers and also launching a well-being platform for businesses and individuals to better support them in their mental well-being. I love that. I can't wait to hear more. So thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. Look, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to, um, yeah, to chat with you. So cool. How's how's Queenstown going for you? And are you enjoying that move? Yeah, look, Queenstown is beautiful. I've got the remarkables in oh. my vision out to um to my right. And it's just amazing scenery. Really interesting place to work and mm-hmm. to live. There's a lot of challenges down here with housing, um, with like access to daycares, access to you know, housing is um, obviously the biggest issue. So it'll be interesting to see how we transition full-time and long-term, but um, at this stage, you know, enjoying it. So totally. I have to connect you with some other business owners that have moved from, you know, Auckland down to Queenstown and things like that recently, because it's definitely a little bit of a surge I'm hearing, which is cool. Yeah, I think that's what's contributing to some of the challenges mm. with housing as well like a big influx of Aucklanders coming down to Queenstown and why you know why wouldn't you because it's yep. beautiful so yeah yeah totally just the realities of it eh? um yeah exactly I, I I'm keen to start this conversation like I normally do with some fun quick fire just to get us warmed up um what's your ideal holiday Ashley um I'm probably a bit of an adventurer so backpacking um I'm planning a little bit of a backpacking trip around Asia so something off the beaten track is for me I like that when are you most relaxed probably on a beach or in the ocean I do a lot of surfing so um yeah something where I'm just outdoors in the beach on the beach or in the water love it when are you most productive well, look, I've got a 15-month-old, so <laughs> anytime he's asleep, I feel like, uh, you know, I think there's been a lot of comments around, you know, mothers being really productive in the two hours that they nap. Um, <laughs> so probably something like that. I can get a lot done in a short amount of time now. Yeah, good on you. That's amazing. I'm interested to know, is the backpacking through Asia with with the, with the baby? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, do you have a book or podcast that you recommend people read or listen to? Oh, look, I've got a few. I'm I'm kind of on a mission this year to read at least a book a week. So um I'm reading heaps. I usually am the person that has like five podcasts and 10 books on the go. So I just finished um lean in by Sheryl Sandberg and I'm reading the kind of equivalent lean out and I can't remember her name Melissa I think it is um but those are really cool to read together especially for um you know women in leadership and uh the conversation around how to better kind of enhance woman leadership 
Um, and I also have a lady from Christchurch, Annabelle Matson. Um, I think it's called Steep Your Soul. That's the podcast I kind of turn to for some mindfulness, kind of mental well-being and leadership conversation. Yeah, brilliant. I've also read Lean In and it's really great. And I'm have also, read the, I haven't read, read Lean out. out. No, is it good? Really interesting. Cool. It kind of okay. flips the perspective, like she, you know, Cheryl's book's very much about like women kind of taking their seat at the table, like lean in, get involved, like kind of, you know, this is what we want. And lean out is a bit more like how do we actually apply a woman's perspective to what leadership might look like or what their goals and ambitions are and whether or not mm-hmm. leadership is actually what they want or do they want something else? And we can't apply the same lens to it. It's really interesting. Mm, yeah, that's really it's good. It's worth it. It's worth kind of applying both of them, I think. Yeah, I love that. I'll definitely look into it. It sounds good. Uh, what was your first ever job? I worked at a lettuce growers when I was like <laughs> I think maybe 14, um, packing lettuces and packing lettuces. Amazing. That is great. I have yeah. not heard that one before. I've got to say, we've we've heard the the milk runs and the newspaper drops and all that, but not lettuce picking. So well done. <laughs> it was quite it was quite physical, but um, yeah, it was fun being outside. I guess and yeah. very cool, very cool. Morning or night person? Ah, uh, probably a morning person. Yeah, cool. And coffee order. Oh, decaf oat milk mocha. Love it. You've got it's that It's very down. embarrassing. My husband won't order it for me because it's too <laughs> He's like, I'm not ordering that for you yeah, in public. What do you want? How <laughs> That's awesome. Um, were you born with your strengths or do you think you've learned them over time? Uh, well, this is interesting. I, I think a bit of both and I see it like obviously being a mother and watching Koa kind of, grow up I think there's definitely elements of your personality that you are born with and that you kind of gravitate towards and then I think it's about your experiences and I guess your parenting and your schooling about what bring what what gets brought out and what gets fostered and what gets like I guess promoted yeah um yeah yeah great answer I love that Cool. We're well and truly warmed up, which is a win. Um, I'd like to sort of start the main questions with this really open one. And that is tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, who is Ashley and what are you passionate about? Yeah, I, I, I love that question. It's a, it's a really hard one. I, I think because I'm just kind of one of those people that gets passionate about everything I can kind of get um if 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 something's like if I find something that I'm like oh I really like this I'll get super into it you know when I was at trail light I'm I like loved motorhomes and now I've got a motorhome and I'm a motorhomer you know I just kind of get behind things and um really enjoy the experience of kind of diving into it um I love the outdoors I love surfing snowboarding travel um and yeah, I guess I'm, I'm a yoga teacher as well. So I, I enjoy the kind of concept of helping people understand and learn about themselves a little bit mm. better and, you know, using the concepts of yoga, you know, flexibility, groundedness, you know, mm. calmness to kind of integrate into people's lives and showing how that can be done from a leadership perspective or from, 
you know, a team's perspective, how can we kind of apply some of those concepts into business? Like I, I get quite excited about that because I think there's been a long, kind of a long time, and we learned this in our leadership development program of this kind of 20th century leadership, which was all about like hard line, you know, tell people off and toe the line. And yeah, I, I kind of feel like there's been a really welcome shift away from that. And that gets me excited. You know, we were talking before about sustainability and social impact. I, I, I mean, I, anything that's got the ability to influence people's lives for the better just gets me excited too. Yeah, we're on the same page with that. I love that. And I can just tell your passion. And I'm just so excited to be chatting with you because I'm like, you're so passionate about so many things. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing what your career has looked like and what's got you passionate over the years. Um, so with that, could you sort of unpack for us your career journey? Um, and yeah, what that looked like. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of left, left high school and didn't really, I think like everybody didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I think I was always and have always been waiting for this thing to just drop out of the sky and land on my lap and be like, Ashley, you were born to be this, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think that that's a bit of a false dichotomy. I just don't think that that should be what we kind of believe and aspire to or, or teach people and teach kids, especially, you know, that kind of age old question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And mm -hmm. I remember being asked that, so much like and, and I kind of ended up creating an answer and then thinking that that was my truth mm. um so I kind of went to university and like I did a bit of law and then I did a bit of like I think I did a Spanish course and I did like I did all these things and then I went ended up just going to Australia for a few years and I did um worked for like a major events company so I did events all around Australia and New Zealand which was super fun like just oh. sort of served a you know like a bit of a fun vibe for me yeah and I ended up in regional Western Australia um working for the city of Karratha actually which was wow. um, 1600 k's north of Perth in the middle of nowhere um Whoa. And yeah, basically my role there was uh, events similar to what I had been doing, but really around building arts and culture development in that community, trying to build more sustainability into people mm -hmm. living and loving living in this really random place in the middle of nowhere. People will probably know it as being quite a mining town. They kind of had this yeah this this different look at it about wanting to build like arts and culture so I was involved in bringing like the Western Australian Ballet Company up and putting on these amazing showcases um oh. in the Pilbara and yeah just trying to bring some life into the community through events and you know tourism I guess um so that was a really fun fun creative strategic part of my career and I think that kind of started to get me thinking you know when you work for council everything has to be you know I's dotted t's crossed and and it kind of got me more I guess thinking more strategically and thinking about what the what the bigger picture was and why we do what we do you know it's all good and well putting an event on but when there's some key objectives that you've got to present back to council that you know and I, we had a massive sponsor um yeah, it kind of gives you a little bit more perspective on why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, totally. And then 
I backpacked around South America and came back to New Zealand and started working for Trailight and just grew through, I guess, a range of roles um, with with them. Very cool. Yeah. And so with them, correct me if I'm wrong, you were uh, marketing manager for a bit and then general manager is that how yeah yeah so I sort of started in, in like I guess a marketing role and then you know moved into marketing manager and then um took over kind of a GM role um it was GM of retail so my responsibilities were really sales marketing and service so by you know the customer focusing element right. of um, of the business, dealing with our customer journey, you know, making sure that from start to finish, the first time our customers sort of touched um, or connected with us, right through their life cycle was sort of under my responsibility. Mm, yeah, amazing. What really do you think? Cool. Sorry, you go. go. No, you I go. Think that's a really cool perspective, I think, for um, for businesses to take on and like this kind of customer facing team and and I think it really had merit for Trailight from that perspective is really focusing on everybody's responsibility is to serve the customer and yeah having that one leadership person under uh, you know over that was um was really great mm, that is a great structure I love that from everything you have done what do you think came most naturally to you what roles or role Oh, look, I think I think I've got a, a predisposition towards leadership. I think, um, yeah, like we talked about before, I kind of had a born personality, but I've also developed a whole lot of learnings and personal development through the decisions and the, the kind of directions I've taken, mm. um, especially with that kind of yoga lens coming in or that, you know, self-help personal development lens as well as a professional lens. So I think, you know, anything I do next or in the future, I, I would really like to focus more on strategic leadership and looking at the picture. Um, very creative. So I think I can kind of track a whole heap of ideas at a page and come up with something quite, quite cool. Mm, very cool. It sounds like you've got like a really great range of skill sets. And definitely the right ones to sort of start, start something of your own, which is obviously something you're very passionate about um, heading in that direction now. So that's very cool. Yeah, thank you. And look, I'm super grateful for, you know, the opportunity that Trialight presented me with as well to kind of learn, uh, you know, a lot about operational stuff and, you know, profit and loss and some of the back end um, kind of business stuff that um, mm. will really serve me well as I move into kind of that self-employed or um, business ownership. Yeah, absolutely. What's one thing you wish you knew at the start of your your career journey? I think it's really about, you know, if, if I look at myself in my 20s, early 20s, it would really be about not trying to prove myself to other people. Mm. Um, I think I was hosted on another podcast and I talked a lot about like this hustling for your self-worth. I think when we, when we think we're not worthy of the roles that we are put into subconsciously, like it never shows up super consciously, but yeah. when we do that, we just spend so much time stressed and in this energy of like, I need to prove, I need to prove. And really like I got, you get the role. Like you got, if you got the role, you're in the right place. Mm, yeah. And so true. 
yeah, I think if we can just, especially as women, I think if we can, you know, just be more confident in who we are and the skills that we bring, irrespective of if they're different to the person that was before you or is beside you, like we still have value to bring and that value is enough. Yeah, totally. I love what you said um, before around, you know, that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then it's like, I was just thinking while you're saying that, I never would have said community manager at the ice house, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be a community manager. In fact, I'm not sure if community managers would have properly existed then, but um well, they were, but you know what I mean? And what I think saying, what would have you said? <laughs> Good question. It's funny though, I think I would have said TV presenter or something. And so in some ways, um, podcasting is slightly similar to that, but no, um, probably like TV presenter or, you know, when I was really young, I want to be a singer or an actress or something in performing arts. I was that, I was that kid growing up. What, what about you? What was your thing that you said? The thing that that comes to mind is I said lawyer and I just think about that now and I think, you know, I think that that comes from this place of like seeing success, you know, lawyer, doctor, whatever, that those those kind of key core roles you see in society as being yeah. successful. And I think when I reflect on that, like I'm not a lawyer. I, <laughs> I just, it's just not my personality. But I think for me, it was probably driven from this concept of like what would look successful for me and, and like what would be like a cool kind of prestigious role to hold. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. It's kind of like that whole lean and lean out thing eh? um, around why do we put on these expectations to sort of say things that just sound good um, or, 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 you know, follow the status quo. But like you said, you know, I'm sure at this, yeah, I'm sure at the start of the journey, you didn't expect to be doing all the things that you ended up doing um, because life isn't linear. Um, but that's kind of the best thing about life is that it takes you to awesome places, even Queenstown. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, I think we need to normalize people not having this linear career path, like become lawyer, like be lawyer at a law studio, mm. become partner by 30 and then just yes. stay on this like journey. Like like yeah. me, I, I'm currently not employed in, in full-time employment. And like, you know, there's a lot of thought process around that for me. That's like, oh gosh, am I failing at my career because I've taken this like different approach but that's just life you know it's sort of um yeah I think yeah I just think there's some element of normalizing that you know absolutely you're so right I'd love to know now um and kind of ties in nicely with what you just said what does a day in the life of Ashley look like as you work towards launching these um you know these products these services um but also not looking in the normal standard linear nine to five yeah I think um you know, at the moment, my life looks very different to anybody that's working in a, a corporate life. I'm still like full-time mumming. Um, so, awesome. you know, there's a lot of kind of childhood stuff wrapped up in my life. Um, but any moment I get to kind of do something creative or do something on my um, two kind of business ideas, I'm doing that or I'm you know, like going for walks and just trying to understand what Queensland life is like at the moment. Mm. Um, I right. think, yeah, I'm in a bit of a state of transition and flux and and I need to, I, I'm normalizing that for myself as well and just making that okay and like, yeah, just kind of seeing where life takes me next. Yeah, that's so inspiring. I love that. I love the honesty and 
and um, just the contentment actually in that because I think it's so important that we're content in each season that we're in and yeah there's highs and lows and and all of that but sounds like you're very content and um, and you should be so yeah that's very cool yeah thanks bro I think I think you know the contentment does take practice and you know like again like we've talked about it you know success looks like a certain thing in our society and when you're not fitting into that mold it it, you have to realize like you're making a conscious I'm I'm making a conscious decision to do that to step outside of that and and I need to and I'm okay with that and and yeah it just takes it just takes a bit of work and a bit of practice absolutely yeah that's so cool um what has been a highlight moment or and a challenge of the journey so far that can be from a work perspective a job uh personal leadership what whatever but a highlight and a challenge I think both the highlight and a challenge is as getting the GM role and being promoted into that I think you know it's probably my couple of years of most personal growth um Mm. and that personal growth comes from the deep challenges that were within that both you know um from a business perspective and also from like just myself navigating a new kind of leadership role and you know how that looked and how that felt for me and what I thought about myself within that role and Mm. yeah just both both a highlight and a challenge I think alongside alongside that yeah that's really interesting yeah love it what is a piece of advice you would give um a first time you know general manager of an SME or or within a key department of an SME like yourself yeah I think um I think for me the biggest thing is like is self-reflection and both personal and professional development like I think it's always about being a learner and being open to change and open to learning about you know sort of tangible things you know the PL or whatever you need to learn about but also learning about yourself and the way that you're responding to your staff or your team and mm. and the way you're responding to your stress because you know there's always something under stress and it's usually something that you know you can impact with the way you think about yourself and so I think yeah I would just and I would approach any kind of promotion or step up into another role the same and that is by combining personal and professional development and really just trying to understand every trigger or every issue that gets presented to me with like a really holistic lens does that make sense absolutely yeah it does yeah and looking after yourself through that process Mm. absolutely yeah I mean I think um yeah I I I kind of adapted a like daily yoga pro um, practice and like you know really tried to yeah understand where my stress was coming from when I was stressed so that I could kind of change that and not just accept that as being the status quo of being in a leadership role Mm, yeah yeah absolutely it's really good uh yeah how did you it's changing gears a little bit but how did you hear about the ice house to start with and and the leadership development program yeah cool so I when I when when we kind of um promoted me into this role I was very clear that I wanted some form of leadership development program um Mm, great as part of that it was you know it was really it was really important to me and it was important to um my own operators as well and um 
Sean's actually done the owner owner management program. program. So when I was looking, I kind of, I didn't just go to Ice House, but I looked around a fair bit trying to find something. And I, and I did find some other, some other programs, but really Ice House stood out as being kind of the, the, the best. And I guess the one that covered the most um, sort of variety of things and yeah, just had kind of the best community, I guess, and, and, and the best learning. So um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I like that. Um, and from the program, was there anything that you practically um, took on and then took back into the business? Yeah, I think for me, a lot of, um, a lot of the learnings were probably personal reflections as well. Um, we did a leadership blueprint um, with, with Joe and that was really, really helpful. And I actually took that back and, and sort of told my team what I was working on, like in, and where my sort of limitations were. I think we did like a, a 360 or something. And yeah. then, you know, from that, the, I learned something about myself where I'm very extroverted. Like I was on the like the hundred percent, I think like just <laughs> under that. And one of the things that she said that I always remember is like how extroverted people can come across to introverts and, and, you know, how when I'm in a meeting, I might be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like throw ideas out into the space. But other people might think that that means my ideas kind of are shutting theirs down. Mm, I kind of went I kind of took that learning back and just some of the other learnings as well and and explained to the team that that was something I was going to work on and and I I don't know if it I I think you people thought that you know it kind of landed well and just let them have permission to call me out on it too yeah that's so interesting I love that yeah, I'm reflecting on it now because <laughs> I'm also very highly extroverted. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's really true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I love that. And that's something I hear often is those, you know, deep ref- personal reflection moments where you have that aha moment in a learning or a session and you can take that back in and talk to your team about it. It's gold. Yeah, and, you know, I think the other thing, um, again, lean in is inspiring our chat today, but, you know, it kind of gave me confidence being in a room of, like I don't know how many were in our cohort there was quite a few but 30 would that be right 30 others Mm, yeah where you know I I did have a seat at the table and my felt my my opinions my voice was relevant and it gave me confidence that like I do belong here you know I I do belong as a as a GM or as a as a senior leader in in an SME in in the business in New Zealand like Mm. yeah so I think it just it gave me a bit of confidence I think to yeah did you deal with imposter phenomenon or, you know, that sort of feeling? Um, I probably, not directly, but I think really this, this concept of like, I've been given this role and now I need to prove that I'm worthy of this role that yeah. I don't know if that's imposter syndrome or if it's like, just, I, I call it hustling for my worth, you know? And, and I think, you know, I was like constantly like, okay, what do I need to do to be the best leader? What do I need? You know, like this kind of perfectionism element that I've got too. And, and I guess when I kind of realized that I'm, I got the job for who I am, not for what I'm going to do to be better, then Mm. that kind of goes away a little bit. But yeah, I guess all of that is a a never ending learning curve. It sounds like 
I can resonate with some of the things you're saying. So I'm diving a little bit deeper, but it sounds like, you know, you've got that achiever part to your personality, um, you know, that perfectionist sort of in, in the things that you put your, your mind to and put your hand up for. Was there anything pivotal in your personal journey um, that has made you sort of rethink some of that, what success look, looks like um, standards or, or who I need to be as a leader? Does that yes. make sense? Yeah, sure. it does. <laughs> I mean, so much, so much. I think it's a really good question. Um, yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I, I question this all the time. I think success in particularly in New Zealand society looks a certain way. And mm. um, I don't know, I, I think when I get when I get to points in my life where I'm not no longer feeling passionate and no longer feeling super connected to what I'm doing, it's the time to not let my kind of idea of what success looks like impact my decisions like in mm. I guess leaving trail light and moving to Queenstown and that is a pivotal moment of like going okay I'm not going to stay on the path of society's expectation of me being successful when it's not what I'm like kind of really feeling my cup in, filling my cup anymore you know and yeah, does that answer that question? Absolutely, yeah. And I think that, you know, if we kind of broaden that out to like even the success of businesses, you know, are we are we all chasing a $100 million unicorn or are we just happy with the mm. fact that we can spend more time with our families and we can go for a walk and we can get outside and, and, and you know, I talked to you before about listening to the guys from the, is it the bed, what was it, the bed? Um, the flat pack company. The flat pack yeah, company, yeah. you know, and, they moved to Tauranga because that was what fueled their cup. You know, it was yeah. where they wanted to to live and operate from. And, and I think, you know, that's, we, we kind of need to renormalize people making decisions about what success looks like to them mm. and not trying to fit a, a predisposed kind of concept of it. Totally. Yeah. I so agree. You know, when you look at it, life is so short and if you're going to sit in something for even a few, you know, a couple of years longer than, you know, a year longer than you you want to or need to be, it's like, what for? You know, at the end of the day, our life is so short. We've got to be pursuing um, what we're passionate about, what gives us that fire, right? Absolutely. And I think even, you know, from a business's perspective, it's okay for people to leave you. Mm. you know, it's, it's okay for that to be a natural transition of, people's lives like you know people come and go and they make impact and they move on and and yeah we should we should be okay with that as well I, I see a lot of people in New Zealand that have worked for companies for 40 years for long long periods of time which is great like don't get me wrong but it's also you know we should also normalize moving on maybe not every six months but yeah. you know once that passion and that fire ends for you it's okay to say that and be honest about that and and to transition to something else yeah absolutely so true great gold I love that um I'd like to I'd like to hear a little bit more about the ideas that you have if that's okay um what sparked this idea of you know connecting great employees with employers um and yeah share as much as you you know as you if you as you want to on that yeah yeah cool um so we're in we're in the very really early stages of this idea I guess and um really what it comes down to is during my time at at Trail Light 
what impacted our growth a lot was access to good staff. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. access to good staff is, it's a very, it's a, it's a really mixed issue at the moment and it's kind of topical, but from what I can see is not everybody is looking for skills and experience that is exactly the same as what the job description entails. It's about finding who would fit in with the team, who would help challenge us, who would kind of add a fresh perspective to our business that perhaps um, might not be attracted to the job description sales person, you know, who who can Mm. really freshen up what we're looking for from a business's perspective. And then when I kind of left trial, along with my co-founders, like we all kind of experienced a little bit of, um, this kind of job market, you know, applying for, you know, putting my CV in my cover letter, sitting back, waiting for somebody to tell me, am I good enough for you? Like, Mm -hmm. it just really strikes me as, yeah, super deflating. It was like, you know, every time you get that email, it's an automated email, like you have not been successful in moving to the next stage. It's a real like rip in the guts. Like you're like, oh, okay, like this sucks. Or maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I should stay where I am and and not pursue additional opportunities. And I think for businesses, understanding and hearing that from potential candidates makes them go, oh, well, that's not what we want people to think, you know? And so so really, I won't go too much into the idea, but that's the problem that we want to solve and we want to build, we want to reimagine the way that the world applies for and, and looks for jobs and also how employers connect with potential employees. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the idea is pretty cool. It's, it's pretty, yeah, I'm actually surprised that we haven't kind of, you know, been doing this 10 years ago because marketing's moved on the way we sell our products has moved on but it appears that the way that particularly SMEs market to potential employers mm. has not yeah um yeah yeah so look if anybody is, yeah if anyone in your community is keen to chat to me about that um I'd love to hear from them um I'll um we we kind of not we don't have a website or anything yet but you know I'll give you the way to get in touch with me and yeah yeah Absolutely. I love that. And what I love is that you're starting with that, you know, strong problem that you're wanting to solve. And one that you've personally experienced before is always really helpful when you're building that business case, getting market validation. Um, if it's something that you've personally, you know, felt the emotion of before mm-hmm. and and want to make sure it's better for other people and for the businesses. Um, and on that note that yes, if anyone um, thinks I'd be able to support Ashley or would just be happy for her to give you a quick call and ask some questions and help her with her market validation of this awesome idea, then that would be really cool um, and get in touch with me and I can do some connecting there. Um, that would be really, really awesome. Um, I would love to hear um, a couple more questions if that's all right. And then, yeah, please. And then, <laughs> did you always have a passion for that wellness space or is that something that sparked within your leadership? Um, a bit of both. Uh, I think just natural, I guess, journeying through my 20s kind of, you know, drew me to this space. Um, cool. I think I was, I was involved, I was doing yoga teacher trainings and, and, you know, yoga and kind of learning courses about wellness and mindfulness and, and well-being um, before I took on 
the role at Trailite, um, the GM role, the promotion. And yeah, I think then that kind of background and this new kind of leadership role kind of merged. And, and that's how I think I, yeah, when I talk about personal development, I talk a lot about mindfulness, well-being, you know, mental health, emotional resilience, um, yeah. and just combining all of that up and wrapping that into leadership is, is kind of how that eventuated. Yeah, very cool. I like that. And the that platform, is there anything you'd like to share about that platform? Yeah, I guess um, really what that, it kind of started, it's interesting, it started a few years ago as being like, you know, out of COVID, I was like, oh, I'm going to teach yoga online. And, and, and then kind of, I just didn't get time to get into it. And, and it's sort of morphed now a little bit into being like yoga is purely a vehicle for you to find groundedness, calmness, flexibility, self-awareness in your life. Mm. And really what I what it's going to do or what I want to do is sort of speak in with businesses about this concept of sort of personal and professional development like how do we become more of a mindful leader mm. and by that I mean you know how do we connect with our own insecurities how do we understand those a bit better and then how do we process them and how do we kind of accept that they exist in the corporate setting you know I think a lot of people are super, you know, are still super afraid of just saying like, look, I, I don't feel confident in this leadership role and I'm just working my way through it and that's okay. And let's just mm. normalize that. Yeah. So I kind of, I've got a bit of a three-step program coming together around how we create that, that mindfulness as leaders, how we create that mindfulness within teams, and then how we set up frameworks as a company to better kind of communicate the openness to these conversations and and I guess to mindfulness but I use the term you know mindfulness and mental well-being and um all of that's kind of used very broadly and, and I use it broadly as well because I think it it means different things to different people and if you're a business that's keen to explore this with your staff um you just have to find somebody that represents what you kind of value yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. I like that. And a then, lot. yeah, and then I guess the concept is after, you know, after the programming and after the kind of, you know, launching ground, you've got the online yoga and mindfulness and and, and meditations that can help your staff to better, I don't know, just integrate and 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 better kind of, yeah, use some of the tools that are available to them to to help integrate the learnings. Mm, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's really great, and I love that it's. Um, sort of more targeted towards businesses and business owners in that way. I think that's very important. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think as individuals, there's so much stuff out there and I think there's a lot of noise and it's really hard to to know which avenue to go down. And and I think the, the yoga piece for me really, I don't know, it really landed when I was using it as a as a tool in my leadership toolbox, you know, mm, like I, I know cool. that's not- but no that's it, right it, it kind of when I used it really purposefully it it really changed the way that I yeah that I led and that I showed up to work and that I showed up in my life and in my relationships as well mm, yeah that's really great I love it so cool I'm, I'm very freshly inspired from this conversation so oh, thank, thank you, you. I'm sure you are from every conversation yeah. <laughs> you just have the opportunity to talk to so many great people and um yeah I appreciate you kind of letting me kind of share on here no worries yeah it's really cool I love it um I'll ask one last question oh. if that's cool what does what does the future look like for you but 
what is like, I'm going off script here, but what is, I don't mean success and our success standards, but what does success look like if for you in the space of business well-being and um, yeah, what does success look like in that space? It's a big one. Yeah. Do you know the thing that comes to mind for me and, and something that I think personally I struggle with is it's really about giving it a crack and yeah. like really honoring that if I give it a crack and same for both of them, like, so, um, you know, one of the, the, the brand name at that at the moment for the HR or connecting employees and employers platform is, um, pickle and mm. my well-being one is for f-a-w-e so mm-hmm. really it's just about pursuing them and pursuing them till I don't know yeah. till they become something else or till they you know don't work anymore or, and being okay with with quote-unquote failure and being okay mm. with maybe not eventuating into what they they started off to be and mm. I don't know, just like really taking steps and making momentum and being okay with what unfolds. And I I think that if I look back and said, I gave it a crack. Yeah. I I would, I don't know. I would just feel like that's success. Yeah. That's awesome. And what does success look like for like a community of business owners that have got behind like if, you know, if we were to look in 10 years and go, yes, like people finally got it, you know, our business owners got it in terms of wellness. What do you think that would look like? I think, I honestly think that it's less about, you know, people having yoga classes in their lunch breaks. And it's more about a general framework. Like they would really get it if they understood that people being like really competent and capable and succeeding in their roles is about them also succeeding in their own values and their own life and Mm. people are people right our teams are just made up of individuals that are going through their own stuff and living their own lives and combating their own triggers and their own challenges and their own upbringings and yeah I think well-being as businesses fully understanding that and kind of creating environments where people can prosper and yeah and and that looks different to different people and again going to our lean and lean out kind of theme is yeah it's really about businesses understanding that within their teams and within the people that make up their teams and yeah just just creating better conversation um mm. I don't I think that. you know I think a lot of people will will talk about it being you know working from home and the flip on nine to five and and these really tangible kind of changes but I I think it's just an essence it's a it's a change in the way that we set people up to work within our organizations Mm. yeah what I find really interesting about that and I feel like um, this is similar within community is you can't always measure that stuff it's actually like you said an essence it's a feeling it's a, a general vibe that at the end of the year your staff are actually doing okay mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's and I think actually that sometimes the things we can't measure are the most healthy elements of a community or of mental wellness would you agree? Yeah totally and I think if I think about my journey with this it's, it's actually the conversations that I've had that have created the most impact and the most change on my life rather than mm. saying I'm only going to work till three o'clock on a Friday. You know, yeah. that's if, if I've got energy and I'm engaged and I'm motivated, like why not work till five on a Friday? Like I don't think yeah. that we can 
create this like really fixed, okay, we're going to do, you know, four day work weeks and we're going to measure that and we're going to super like get really clear on how much does this increase people's well being and their time with family. I don't, for me, it's more of, yeah, it's more of a conversation. It's more of an essence. It's more of being able to, yeah, go into these workplaces and just see people smiling and at mm. ease and not hustling and bustling and rushing around and, and trying to, you know, measure their self-worth by how long they stay I think or how much output they put out it's it's about kind of this conversation and, and starting that and sparking pe- something in people um yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's so cool to hear I love it and bring on more of that in our business owners uh, our SMEs and our leaders I think that's so so important um, but honestly, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing, you know, your learnings through our um, leadership program, but also, you know, what life looks like now and what it's going to look like in the future. And um, we're excited to, you know, support you along the way as well with anything you need from the community. So i um, looking forward to seeing the journey unfold. Awesome. Thank you so much. I've really appreciated it. And um, yeah, I, I love jumping on the Ice House website and, and seeing what everyone's up to. So appreciate that too.